Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hey, Shannon. Nope. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> Hi, Becca. <laughs> I think I need oh, to turn boy. my computer off because it's been especially slow lately, and I think that might help. Great deal. Oh, that's a good point. Mine, mine's been really slow lately, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you believe that there is a sun outside right now? Like, I can see a blue sky. I haven't seen that in a week. Well, I have the opposite problem. It's been so sunny, and then today is the first day it started raining. I saw some snails outside. <laughs> so, But you have a hurricane in America right now, don't you? I think it, it veered off. It's gone now. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. were worried about it this weekend, and then it, it didn't make landfall, so everyone's fine. But everyone declared a state of emergency just in case. Yeah. I think there's a ton of flooding in uh, the Carolinas, so not yeah. everybody is okay, but you're okay. Yeah. I mean, we had rain. We had rain for, like, a week straight, just steady mm. rain, and they were they were concerned about power outages and stuff, but, yeah. We, we did, the power did go out for me for about... 10 seconds, and then it came back on. Mm. It was just enough time for me to go like this on the table where my glasses, where I thought my glasses were, and I'm just <laughs> feeling around, and then I realized my glasses were on the couch. <laughs> I was just basically just tapping things on my bedside table <laughs> repeatedly, and then, you know, the lights came back on, so it was oh. fine. <laughs> well, I wish that it had been videoed, but at the same time, it seems like less exciting than... It could have been because it was only for a couple seconds. Yeah, also you wouldn't be able to see anything because it was pitch black. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, that's what night vision is for. I don't know what you're talking about. That's uh, a good well, point. Well, I went outside for the first time in the past three days. Um, I spent the last two days watching films on Netflix. Uh, I watched 11 films in two days. Jesus, like you kept texting me <laughs> the entire weekend. And it was just like, I'm watching this other one, and it's the whatever, giving me the play-by-play of every movie we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I couldn't believe it. I felt very alone, because I, I was sick, I still am a little sick, and I was just like, well, I added all these movies to my queue, because Netflix Ireland is de- different than Netflix US, and uh, there yeah. are all these opportunities, so I was like, I'll just add them all in. And so I decided I was just going to clear out my queue as much as I could, so that meant just literally sitting at home eating soup, drinking tea, watching as many things as possible. <laughs> I just also love the idea that you said, you're like, well, I'm sick, so I'm going to be, so I'm just going to stay at home and watch all these movies. And I was like, how is that different from what you would have normally done? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, I love that you're like, I'm using being sick as an excuse. And I was like, I remember when you were in Ireland before, like, this is what you did with your time. Like, like, what else are you doing? Like, you have class now, and that's new, then exciting that you'll have homework for the first time. But, like, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, just love it. It was like, I, I'm sick, so I'm watching movies. Not just, like, I'm watching movies this weekend. <laughs> that's true. I was using it as an excuse because from this point forward, I am not going to have free time, really. Like, because my course schedule is so intense that really? I will, I'm not going to have time to watch, sit around and watch movies and binge TV shows anymore. Like, I'm actually worried that I'm not going to be able to keep up with my TV schedule for the new fall shows. So well, how many classes are you taking? It's not like that. <laughs> it's not a class thing. It's We have five lectures. We have classroom uh, 10 to 5 every day. But we also have independent oh, wow. study that we have to do 
on the side, and we also have to film things on the side, and we also have to do radio productions on the side. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, like, late nights, early mornings, stuff like that, and uh, just, like, work placement stuff. So it's, uh, it's not like your typical class schedule thing. No, it's not like grad school at all. I no. mean, like, I've heard that, like, doing, like, all-day classes every day, but you do that for, like, a month, and you get, like, a certificate. Like, yeah. I've never heard of that for nine straight months. Yeah, it's, I mean, the good news is we have almost all of December off, but uh, that's it. Like, we have, you know, some holidays off and everything, but it's, we do have Mondays off mostly, but it's all for independent study, which is why I'm off today. So, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so it's it is gonna be a lot of a lot different than last year when I did sit inside almost all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. So okay, well, as long as you are, you know, enjoying it, I am. I'm nice. very excited about it. I am. Okay. Well, our uh, our our sequel idea today was one that we came up with several weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> we were sitting in a Mexican restaurant and we came up with the entire sequel to What a Girl Wants and it was brilliant and it amazing so and hilarious. Oh. And we didn't write any of it down and we didn't record it when we were here, when you were here, because we thought, oh, we just did a sequel. Let's just, uh, <laughs> we'll remember it. Yeah. So... Let's see if we remember any of it. <laughs> I I think together we will be able to put it together, but I really wish I had written down more because I specifically remember taking my phone out the, at the table and being mm -hmm. like writing down what a girl wants as as an idea for a sequel, even though we had already finished the whole idea. Because I was like, I don't want to forget that we thought this up. And all <laughs> I wrote down was the title of the movie. <laughs> my god that's useful yeah so at least it's not lost forever like to time because i wrote that much down but still <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see so i just so, wait i just watched the trailer for the original film which i yeah. would recommend to anybody because it's hilarious they it was i don't know what year that came out but it was still around the time when they used to do the voiceover men doing voiceovers in trailers uh, so yes. it's like in a world but <laughs> this guy is so serious and it's like when trying to find her dad she <laughs> finds herself <laughs> it's just like very out of place i it was a great little precursor to you know thinking up the idea for the sequel because it, it was great i would recommend it <laughs> okay um yeah, so if anybody forgets the movie, do you want to give a little snapshot right. of this movie? Okay, so this is an Amanda Bynes movie from, I want to say, close to 10 years ago. I think it was around 2001, because there was the, the whole deal with her on the cover with the two British bobbies, or the guards for the palace, and she had a peace sign in the, tr in the poster for the movie, and it was a whole thing about terrorism and they made her change the poster for the movie what yeah so I, w I will look up what year it was but i'm pretty sure that it was around 2001 <laughs> is insane so almost 15 years since this movie came out okay so this is amanda bynes in 2003 Colin 2003 yeah okay um so it's she 
is living in New York with her mom, who is, um, what's her face? Kelly Preston. Married to John Travolta. Yes. Kelly Preston, yep. Kelly Preston, Scientologist. And <laughs> <laughs> they're like hippies, and she wants to find her dad, who's this British guy, so she goes to London, finds Colin Firth, who's her dad, and then it's like a Cinderella situation where she's got the evil stepsister and the evil stepmom mm-hmm. who don't want her to mess up his chances at elected office because he's, he's trying to be elected. Um, and she's just this crazy American wild child, and there's a lot of sexual tension between her and Colin Firth, and it's inappropriate. Which so misplaced, but it is. It's there. I swear I'm not the only one that sees it. It's there. <laughs> Maybe it's just chemistry in general, and not Yeah, but there's the romantic. whole side plot with her and, like, this British boy who's, like, working class or whatever. And so good looking. He, I guess, but they have no chemistry compared to her and Colin Firth. <laughs> like there's the whole thing where she goes shopping with her dad Colin Firth and it's just like magical it's the thing mm-hmm. that rom-coms are made of and it's with her dad it's so weird and they have yeah, like it the, is like a falling in love montage <laughs> they have the late night cereal things that they mm-hmm. do in the kitchen like I don't know it's weird it is really weird yeah I mean it is about her finding her dad and connecting with her dad that's true so just you know tension but anyway. there, is, there is an extra layer of something thrown in there. <laughs> so, um, basically it all works out in the end. She, uh, her dad ditches the evil stepmom and falls back in love with her mom. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise of the thing is it starts off with her. She's, she works at weddings. Like, she's a caterer. Yeah. And she's always bummed about the father-daughter dance. And she goes, what, what about my wedding? I don't know who my father is or whatever. I've never met my father. Mm-hmm. So that at the end, they have they dance together at some ball. Yep. And it's beautiful. So yep. then we were thinking, the sequel. I did not realize it was 15 years ago. No, 12 years ago that this movie came out. <laughs> so 12 years later when she's, Jesus, like 35. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Let's let's say she's in her late twenties. Yeah. Um, she's she's getting married. Yeah. And she's marrying into the royal family. Yeah, and because we figured she wouldn't be marrying the boy, because she at the very end of the movie there's a little postscript, and she's going to school in London. She's going to Cambridge or whatever, and mm-hmm. she gets on the back of his motorcycle and they drive off. But really, they didn't have chemistry. Really, if we're looking <laughs> at it, so they're not going to be the ones getting married. She, in this, in our idea, she's getting married to a prince. Yes. So, Prince Harry? (laughs) I mean, well, can we make, can it be a a fake monarchy for our movie? Well, no, because if you'll remember in the first one, the queen is in it, Prince Charles and Prince William are in it, maybe Harry, because she goes to the fashion show and she pretends to be a model for antics, I don't know, dumb reasons. Accidentally, I think she goes in the wrong entrance or something and starts... And she falls into the lap of Prince Charles. And then Uh the queen also comes to her debutante ball, right? And Mm -hmm. she She meets the the queen? queen? Something like that? Yeah. So it has to be within the British royal line. Okay. So it's Harry. She's marrying Harry. That could be the sequel name. What a girl wants to marrying Harry. <laughs> <laughs> or we could just invent another son that is just right, ruggedly handsome. That is true. We could doesn't do have the whole package. Of He's also a wild child. Baggage. They'd be perfect together. Yeah. <laughs> 
so I forget why, how, did we come up with a backstory for how they met? Oh, I just remember, no, I don't remember anything about how they met because I don't know that that's ever, we ever talked about that. But I remember now what the conflict was. It was, they they didn't want the American, in, in the, the person who didn't want the American joining the royal family was this, like, publicist mm-hmm. or whatever who yeah. worked for the royal family who was, like, super stodgy and, like, was just, oh, like, elitist. never. Like, really? Super elitist yeah. and, like, big fan of the monarchy. And generally, like, the queen's pretty cool with her. She's like, she's like, okay, it's, it's unconventional, but fine, I'm fine with this. She, they seem to love each other. But mm-hmm. the publicist is like, no, I will do anything to prove that this girl cannot be a part of the British royal family. Like, this is, yeah. and like, a, just awful. Like, it just abhorrent yeah. that an American would try and come in here. And Even like, though she's half British because Colin Firth is her dad. Yeah, and it doesn't get more British than that. And also, like, <laughs> but he does have some ammunition because of all the stuff that happened in the first movie. Like, a lot of bad stuff happened mm-hmm. surrounding mm-hmm. her. Like, uh, that chandelier crash at that debutante coming out mm-hmm. party she went to. And, you know, she's she's not the luckiest gal in the, right. in the London scene. <laughs> and say. that, like, continues to happen in this movie where the publicist or whatever whatever their role is, I don't know what their role would be like, because mm-hmm. they're like, whoever's like in charge of PR, I don't know. But he will just like m- manipulate situations and mm-hmm. set up things so that she will like fall into traps basically, yeah. making her look bad. But of in, course, like, right it's in Amanda front of Bynes. the queen. The queen yeah, is yeah. seeing it all happen. And she said, and so yeah. from the queen's perspective, it's all like that Daphne is a yeah. terrible lady. <laughs> She's no lady yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, of course, because it's Amanda Bynes, and she did this a couple times in the last movie, where she'll just, like, turn that thing on its head, and you think, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be a disaster. And then she's like, no, I just made this cool, or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, people now respect me even more, or something. So right. that happens a couple times. And so she's living at the palace at this point? Yes. Is that Because that's where the rock works? Yes. He works at the palace? I, yes, I believe so, because he is the yes. personal chef to the royal family. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> Surprise, she's living at the palace. Uh, <laughs> she's getting, like, princess lessons at the royal palace, and that's why she's living there. Mm-hmm. And it's I like lo- princess diaries. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that you say the royal palace like we're in Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> so the bad guy in this movie is Jafar. <laughs> uh-huh. Basically. Uh, the Grand uh, Vizier. Yeah, okay. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the title of this publicist or whatever, is the Grand Vizier of the Queen. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it so much because I'm, pay- <laughs> I'm picturing the Queen wearing that hat that the Sultan wears. <laughs> Picture her, like, staring into, like, a scepter that has, like, a snake and she's, like, getting mesmerized and the corgis are looking up going, what? Oh, my God. I'm crying. I'm actually crying. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyway, so The so, Rock. Tell us about The Rock. So, the our idea to incorporate The Rock into this is that he is a pastry chef for the queen. And uh-huh. so, he's obsessed with pastries Mm-hmm. Spends all his free time in the kitchen perfecting all of his baked Alaskas and, you know, tiramisu and everything. And that's his jam. And unfortunately, so I don't remember how we incorporated this, but there's a French baker or 
French uh, version of The Rock who comes uh-huh. in, and he's spending a month there, and yeah. he he and The Rock are fighting tooth and nail mm-hmm. to prove that they are the better pastry chef. <clears throat> right. And so Amanda Bynes spends a lot of her time in the in the kitchen after yeah. hours eating cereal. Just like in the first movie, you know, when she gets... When she's dealing with all this stress of, of always screwing up in the public eye, she goes in the middle of the night to the kitchen, and then oh, The Rock is always there because he's such a perfectionist when it comes to his muffins or whatever. Yeah. And, uh... So she's like, can I, like, help somehow? And so he puts her to work, like, making little flowers, and, mm-hmm. you know, out of fondant or whatever. <laughs> and, and they become, like, little little bros together, and... Yeah. <laughs> they just they sort of help each other out in different ways. So when mm-hmm. the Rock sees the the meddling Grand Vizier interfering, <laughs> he somehow messes it up. And then Amanda Bynes does the same. So she says like, "Oh, this uh, this pastry is inadequate or whatever," and and <laughs> and mentions it to the Queen that oh she found a hair in this thing, <laughs> the tart that the French guy made. Mm-hmm. And together they shall overcome this these impossible hurdles. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like a beautiful little subplot is The Rock is just back and forth with this French mm-hmm. guy, and he just really presents him being there for that month or whatever. And, gosh, I feel like we came up with some really beautiful, like, how The Rock beat him, and he had to leave, like, weeks early. Wait, was it something about, was there a competition? No. No. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think I, I could have sworn there was. Was it something to do with her wedding cake? No. Maybe we could. That sounds good, right? Yeah. So like, so like, I'm trying to think if they bring the French guy in because he's the best wedding cake guy in the world, right? And the Rock, and the Rock just really wants to prove himself. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not designated as the pastry chef, but he loves pastries more oh. than anything. And so they brought the French guy in because they're like, well, we need a designated pastry guy. Right. And The Rock is like, I can do that. And they're yeah. like, sure, but we need you somewhere else. Like, yeah, like he's the sous chef know. or something. And, and yeah, he, yeah. Like, that's he's, why he's he... staying late at night because he wants to prove yeah. that he can do it. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. He just wants to get better and better. So the French guy, and he's just an asshole to The Rock. And Amanda Bynes noticed this, so she's just like, don't worry, I got your back. And so whenever the French guy, you know, gives him any pastries, she's just like, ugh. I don't know. I don't care for this or whatever. Or there's some sort of hijinks where she causes him to trip and fall into, you know, pudding or something. Yeah, of course. A giant vat of pudding. Yeah, obviously. yeah. Lots of, lots of like, physical comedy because that was in the first one where people were falling into bodies of water all the all time. All the time. All yeah. Time. Yeah. I think that's actually Amanda Bynes' specialty is, like, yeah. prat falls. The, <laughs> Flailing the arms about. Yeah. So um, is it interesting that we spent so much time ironing out the story for The Rock, but not so much for Amanda Bynes. <laughs> well, it directly parallels hers, because the French guy is trying to make him look bad, mm, yes. and is always trying to embarrass him, and because he, he knows what skills The Rock has, and he's like, I will never let anyone know that you have these skills. Like, mm. I'm going to destroy you. And the Grand Vizier is doing that to Amanda Bynes, and... <laughs> the Grand Vizier. And... <laughs> And The Rock is like, here, what if you tried this next time? It was, like, secretly giving her princess lessons, but it was, like, from 
his neck of the woods where he grew up where you know so I'm sorry wait, does does the rock have like a cockney accent in this movie <laughs> that's the question like is he this American chef that like somehow made it up to Buckingham Palace or is this Wait, didn't we decide that he was going to have, a, like, a I think we did. British accent? Because we wanted to see if he could do it. <laughs> I love that idea so much. I really love it. Okay, I love that idea. Uh, yeah. yeah. So maybe he's, like, because in the first movie, her boyfriend or whatever, this working-class British guy, was like, well, my mom was a um, duchess or something. But, like, we were disowned or whatever. So that's why he could teach her all of the royal ways or whatever. Yes. We can't have that exactly. But The Rock is like, forget the prim and proper royal ways. Like, it's the modern de- times. Like, mm-hmm. let's bring this monarchy into 2015 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think if this is also a little bit like The Princess Diaries now, but... <laughs> it's just the same. But maybe, that's fine, because you could watch a thousand of those movies. That's so true. Be happy. But, uh, I'm thinking maybe this movie is actually less of a sequel and more of a spinoff. <laughs> Yeah. And it's not more, not so much about Amanda Bynes, it's more about The Rock. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, did we have a plot with Colin Firth at all? There must have been. I was just thinking, let's get back on track. Yeah. Let's get Amanda Bynes and the core relationship with her and Colin Firth. Let's get that back on track. I swear we had something, right? Well, there was. Maybe we didn't. I definitely remember there was a dance scene with Colin Firth. Yeah, he has to have the leather pants back on. Yes. Like did in the first oh, one. was it something to do with the stag party? Was oh for the wedding? I don't remember that? No. That sounds good. Yeah, I don't either. But sure. Uh, but she is really looking forward to him dancing with her at the wedding. But he—that's what it was. Wait, I remember. Oh, <laughs> sorry. He wears those leather pants to her wedding. And he That's has right. tearaway pants. Tearaway pants to reveal the leather pants. Right, because, so they have... And he the does a whole dance number like, Mamma Mia! Yeah, That's yeah. right. <laughs> okay. That's right. So the whole thing was, they have the prim and proper wedding, everything goes according to plan, and then the queen comes up to her at the wedding and is mm-hmm. like, I know this isn't you. Be yourself. And she's like, thanks, queen. Finger guns. And then <laughs> guns. rips her dress off and she's wearing a midriff shirt like always and like whatever bell bottoms who cares and Colin Firth is like oh the queen gave us the thumbs up great and then he rips off his pants he's wearing his leather tight pants underneath they jam out to whichever band of their choice and Uh that is their father-daughter dance Yes! Yeah. I love it. I think that's a very solid movie right there. Yeah because we can't really have Prince Harry in the movie no. It can't be about her relationship with Prince Harry. You're just going to have to take it Mm-mm. at our word that she's marrying into the royal family. And yeah. you see, and we see ginger hair from the back every once in a while. Yeah, or like we see, maybe we, you know, I, I do like the idea that it's a secret third brother or whatever. Yeah. And we do see them interact every so often. And it's a very positive, loving relationship and they really like each other. But that's mm-hmm. not, this isn't a rom-com about them falling in love. Mm-hmm. This is about The Rock. <laughs> the Rock and her getting her father out of dance. Rock. Being best buds. Like, honestly, I would love just, if that's the whole movie, is just her and The Rock pulling off hijinks to help each other out mm-hmm. to, to like, get into this world. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. I and then love that. Is there, like, a little postscript scene where it's her at some, like, at, I don't know, Buckingham Palace or whatever, and she's 
looking over all of the new people that work for her, and The Rock is, like, the number one chef in line, and he's, like, the head chef for all yes. of the palace and everything, and she's like, I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yes. And I feel like I'm remembering now that there was some point where The Rock does something to reveal to everyone that the Grand oh. Vizier is an asshole, and she does the same with the French chef. That like is they, true. they manipulate some situation where they get some hijinks or whatever, and everyone hears the Grand Vizier saying horrible shit or whatever. I remember because they were they at fired. they were at the where's the they go to the, the Scottish place. Oh yeah, the what's castle it called? In Scotland. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Balmoral. They go to Balmoral. Sure. And the whole thing happens where they find out that the Grand Vizier is a terrible person. And mm-hmm. he's run off the property by the corgis. Yes! They're chasing that's him. That's right! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Perfect. obviously the corgis are really loyal, not only to the queen, but also Amanda Bynes, Daphne, because she has a way with dogs, as we know from the first movie, <laughs> for some weird reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, the corgis love her. Yeah, it wasn't actually yeah. the corgi, it was some other British lady who had dogs. And oh, tiny, the dog, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Great. Well, I think we covered it all. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a thoroughly enjoyable movie. Yeah. Amanda Bynes, get it together, girl, so you can be in this movie. Yeah, we need a lot of midriffs, a lot of pratfalls, a lot of you with your chemistry with not only Colin Firth, but The Rock. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally on board for that entire movie. I mean, The Rock's franchise Viagra, so... <laughs> As he has just said gotta bring it himself. In. <laughs> yes. Uh, amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I love it. I Great. Love it. I think we nailed oh, it. Did we also want The Rock to sing? No. That was not a part of it. I feel like he should be involved in the in the flash mob dance at the end. I mean, yes. it starts off with Colin Firth and Amanda Bynes doing their whole father-daughter dance in leather pants, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point, all of our favorite characters come and join in. Yes, exactly. And The Rock is maybe the singer at the wedding. No, her mom is the singer at the wedding because her mom was a wedding singer. Of course. That's <laughs> but, beautiful. And he did the cake and everything. He has enough on his right. plate, That's literally true. and figuratively. <laughs> but he does join in the dance at the end. Because the entire cast has to be dancing at the end. Yeah, she'll run into the kitchen and bring him out. Be like, this is your party too. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Yeah, yep. I want to see this movie right now. Yep, right now. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Do you have a recommendation for me? I do. I watched so many movies that I would, I'm not going to recommend to you because they're mostly terrible. (laughs) Um, I will recommend one, which was, which one should I recommend? I'm going to recommend If I Had Wings, which uh, is a Canadian movie. It is, I don't know if it's on American Netflix, but it is here. And it has the guy from the 100 that, spoiler alert, is the guy that, they tried to hang in season one and then goes off with Jaha in season two. Murphy? Murphy. So it's a beautiful creepster. Yeah. Beautiful creepster. Except (laughs) in this movie, he's a really good guy and he's not Mm -hmm. a creepster at all. So the premise is, it isn't inspired by a true story. He is blind and he's a cross country runner and he wants to go out for the team at school, but he needs a partner to be his eyes basically so they set him up with a juvenile delinquent and it's the premise to every love story you've ever read on fanfiction.net or archive of our own if you've ever read like the blind trope idea Uh (laughs) because 
they basically fall in love. They succeed at everything. I'm spoiling the whole movie, but it's great. <laughs> and they also have the scene where he gets to like feel his face to see what he looks like. It's it's um, great. Um, mm. And it also it it has a subplot with like a Native American family and them struggling and everything because the juvenile delinquent is of Native American descent and they're played by Native Americans. It's great. I would yeah. definitely recommend it. It's also a beautiful film, like super low budget, but Canada is amazing and yeah. the entire thing is beautiful. So cool. I would recommend that. Great. That mm-hmm. sounds good. I'm also recommending you a gay movie. Yay! <laughs> I, I watched a couple terrible movies that I remembered uh, I remembered more fondly than I like I rewatched them and I was like, no, nope, never mind. I thought I was gonna recommend those to you, oh. but then I rewatched. Uh, I think it's the, one of the only lesbian movies where you could actually call it a classic mm-hmm. um, because it's from 1985 wow. and it's amazing. It's called Desert Hearts. It's okay. like the lesbian classic. Like part of your lesbian movie education is watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place in the 50s in Reno, Nevada, where this woman goes to get a quickie divorce, and by quickie, it means six weeks you have to live in Reno before you can get your divorce official. Wow. And, um, it's just so beautiful and just lovely, and it's these two women falling in love, and that's, like, it. That's basically the premise of the movie. It's, like, it's the 50s, and they wear Western wear, and (laughs) they fall in love, and... It's just so sweet and beautiful, and it holds up, and it's, like, timeless now, because it was set in the 50s, so it doesn't, so it's just, like, just, like, forever, even though, mm-hmm. oh, it's just so good, it was so good, and, like, there were so many times where I was, like, I can't believe this got made in, like, the 80s, like, this is amazing, apparently the director sold her house to wow. make the movie, and the, the, the two actresses are incredible, they're just, oh, they're, like, glowing the whole movie, it's amazing, so... Desert Hearts, you have to watch that movie. Okay. I will definitely put it on my, on my list now that I have no more time to watch movies. <laughs> um, oh I my god. Say... Are we going to be doing this again? No. Because I will not stand for it. I'm putting my <laughs> foot down. If every time I recommend something to you, you say you won't have time for it, I'm going to stop recommending things to you. Oh. Yeah. Um, I will definitely make time for it. I okay. was joking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I... Did want to say if uh, if I if I had wings is not actually a gay movie. It's just that I interpret it as a gay movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. There is a female like romantic subplot, but I don't really care. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> just wanted to clarify for everybody out there. Um, that was really misleading. <laughs> yeah, I know because the actual gay version of that is the is that Brazilian film. What's that called? They, it was a short film, and then they made it yeah. into a long film. If you want to yeah. see the actual gay version of that, that's the movie to see. This is the put-on-your-gay-goggles-then-watch-it version. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, does Zach have a uh, closing note for us this week? He does not. Falling so down on the job. I think it's been less than a week since... It has. Yeah. It has. Yeah. Yeah. We, we never give each other warning for when we're going to do this, so <laughs> we don't give him warning either. Oh, I'm sorry. I wish I had a joke to tell you, but I don't. Unless you want a really bad Star Trek joke. Uh, I mean, let's let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many ears does Mr. Spock have? Two. 
three, the right ear, the left ear, and the final frontier. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh.